0: Your girl Rebecca and Lily, and you're listening to Just, just Ghouly, Ghouly Things. Ooh. Hey, Blue Things, and welcome back to Just Ghouly Things, the quarantine spooky story special, episode 52. And we are your beautiful hosts, Rebecca and Lily. Hey. So, I just found this picture online, and it brought me back Helen nostalgia from like our younger days do you remember Mm -hmm. my scene
1: yes oh my god it was all about my
0: scene so like my scene and then like my scene jamming in Jamaica do you remember that movie I
1: remember jamming in
0: Jamaica okay so of course that triggered so many memories because I had the DVD when I was younger and I'd watch it in the car and so I'm currently on YouTube watching the 45 minute movie before we started recording (laughs) Because, and I just, I was like eight years old watching this. And it's just so funny. I'm like, I was so entertained and wanted to be these girls so bad when I was Me younger. too. I mean, they were literally like five pounds and like their body types were like a twig. And <clears> like just unrealistic proportions of like, it was the whole concept of jamming in Jamaica was like, There's, like, a boy band that, like, the one girl had a crush on the lead singer, was dating or something, and then they want to go to Jamaica with them for winter break, and they have to convince their parents that, like, if they walk a few dogs and, like, sell a few bracelets, they can get, like, tickets and are able to stay there, and the parents are convinced, and they're, like, 15 or 16, which, meanwhile, I wasn't even allowed to go into New York City by myself at, like, 15, 16, let alone another country. So it was just—it's so funny, just like looking at these these movies and like seeing like what I looked up to at that age, and I'm like, I want to do that when I'm older. And now I'm 24, and I'm like, I'm stuck in quarantine. I can't even go. I can't even go to the next house over. So.
1: (laughs) I had my scene. Everything. I had the com. They had a computer game. Oh, did you had to like Yeah, you had to, like, competitive shop for stuff. It was I was so good at it. That was my game.
0: Oh, my God. I used to love, like, that. Like I used to love my scene. Um, Brats. My mom wasn't a big fan of Brats. She thought that they were, like, the bitchy dolls. But, like, mm-hmm. I thought they were cool. I wanted to dress like them. And then, like, online, I
1: used to do, like, Star Doll.
0: Um, <gasps>
1: Star Doll. I remember Star yeah. Doll. Do you remember, um, what was it? what was it there was another one god what was it was start was the big one there it was, was like, another one i think wasn't there
0: i don't know i used to do like
1: Wee world um webkins of one. course oh webkins was he club penguin club oh, penguins yeah. made a comeback
0: i heard i heard i kind of want to make a club penguin account <laughs>
1: i know right
0: but yeah just so many things that now people are bringing back and i'm like holy shit like this my scene especially jamming in jamaica was in the back of my subconscious that like it was hidden there didn't know when i was gonna need to remember it and then i guess may 9th of 2020 (laughs) my mind was like rebecca it's time you gotta watch the movie again remember my scene (laughs) yeah so all right enough about my scene and nostalgia and blah 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 let's get into why you guys are really here the spooky stories yes dead people so lily
1: whenever you're ready all right my first story is called my shadow stalker okay the first time i remember seeing the shadow man i was in sixth grade i used to leave early to the bus stop and i'd just read for a while until my friends came for privacy reasons we'll call them m and r anywho this particular day, I remember it was still quite cold and still a bit dark when I arrived at the stop. I sat down in my usual spot and just read for a while, but something about that day was a bit off. I had to keep looking around. I had to keep looking around me, checking that nobody was there, but I swore someone was watching me. I eventually stood up and started walking around, trying to calm myself down. After a moment, I hear a heavy step behind me. I spun around to find a black man just standing. Now, I'm not saying an African-American man. He was black, like solid shadow. He had no nose, no eyes, no mouth, nothing. Just black. It stood for a short second. I ducked behind a bush. Oh, and ducked behind a bush, sorry. I, I froze and ran up to the bush where it had hidden. I can't tell you why, I just did. But when I reached the bush, there was absolutely nothing there. Nothing. I returned to my backpack in shock. And when I, and when M finally got to the bus stop, I find her, I, I, I finally told her everything. Sorry, that sentence was a doozy. Um, (laughs) She was always a skeptic, but she listened. Finally, R arrived, and I ran to tell her what was happening. Before I could even get a word out, R starts rambling. She tells me she saw a man, solid black, no face. She said she saw him walking towards the bus stop, and before she could do anything, he disappeared behind a tree, a thin tree, like no person could fit behind it. I start telling her what I saw, and Em is there to prove that I wasn't copying her story. Months pass, and he is all but forgotten. I just added it to the list of my encounters, and we had too much to do with school. But only so many months after this first incident, I see him again. This time, I was with my dad. We were in the car on the way to the community pool, and I'll include that it was about eight-ish, as nobody goes to the pool when the sun is down, and I don't like people. (laughs) (laughs) Same. As we're driving, I look up and see a man standing in the middle of the road. The same man. Ah! I freeze, gripping the armrest, and he ducks away behind a truck just moments before we we would have hit him. As we drove by the truck, my eyes stick to it, and there is absolutely nothing around it. I look to my dad, and he doesn't seem to have seen a thing. My last full-body encounter was with my mom. We were taking a walk after she got home, and by that time, it was dark outside. As we walked around the corner on which I had first seen him, I got that feeling again, the feeling of eyes on me. We walk further, and I see him again, the same fucking thing. What the fuck? This time, instead of hiding... The moment I saw it, the shadow man was walking directly towards us. I blinked, and it was gone. My mom tells me that she's getting a bad feeling, but she never saw him. We turn back, and I tell her I just saw him again. After that, she reminds me of the story of our haunted house when I was a kid. I don't remember much, as I was really young when we lived there, but she told me once that I had seen something in my room. She said that I crawled out of my room, too scared to stand, even though I was already running. And when she calmed me down uh, to talk, I just said, me see bad ghost. Oh, God. (laughs) She also told me how one day she opened the curtain in her room only to see the same man staring at her through the window on the second floor. She backs away and wakes my dad up, but it was gone as soon as it had arrived. Keeping in my mind keep oh keep in mind my parents are split up and i saw the shadow man in two neighborhoods as well as small bits a head ducking behind the wall a charcoal black foot disappearing behind a tree etc in many other places i think it is safe to assume whatever it is it is attached to me as far as i know my mom never had paranormal experiences before i was born i've seen as i said small flashes that could have been him but so far, I have been, com- been lucky enough not to see him completely again. I still worry if maybe I'll see him again, and maybe he won't be as skittish. That's my story. Thoughts? The end.
0: Thoughts? That girl is fucking haunted. Yeah. And it's not even saying, oh, it's her guardian angel, because every time this thing's around, ev- even people that don't see it get bad feelings. Yeah. So, yeah. So
1: I think there's something attached to her. Definitely. Right, what do you
0: have? Okay, my next story is... Which one am I going to do? Hmm, we'll do... We'll do... My dog impossibly appeared outside. This happened last night at about 1 a.m. I'm 20 with the dog by my side of my bed, scrolling through my phone. A few minutes later, I turn to see that she's gone. I start looking around the house, which is fairly small, and she's nowhere to be found. By the way, all of our windows have nets for bugs, and there's only one door. So I keep looking around thinking, somehow I missed her. She's a Doberman. So as you guys know, it's a big dog. And all this time, I hear a dog constantly barking outside. But of course, I assume it's another dog. So I finally step outside and call for her. And all the other dogs come. There's four on our property, but her. I go towards the sound, and it's her who's been barking all this time at a toad. A little detail is the toad was next to a huge snail. This is something she usually does with toads. She's crazy about them, and they excrete a liquid that I assume is toxic, or at least very unpleasant, because it makes her salivate a lot, and with foam. So I take her to a little mountain to clean her up. All this time... "'Utterly confused as to how on earth she apparently locked the... "'She opened the locked door, went out, and it closed behind her. "'The toad disappears. "'She keeps looking for it desperately, and I go back to the house. "'I ask my mom and my brother in the morning I confirmed with my dad. "'No one had let her out or even heard the door opening. "'So I discussed the matter with my brother for a while, "'and then, a couple hours later, "'we're talking about a completely different subject "'when a fucking toad appears in my room. "'The dog stayed outside.' Now, I don't know, but this had never happened to me in this house. I had to go up three steps to get here, so me and my brother freaked out even more. Anyway, I've never had a hardcore paranormal or supernatural experience, and I admit the toad in the end is something improbable, but not impossible, but adds the overall bizarre experience I had. But the dog going outside is something I truly can't explain logically and still puzzles me to this day. I don't know if this is something that happens or has happened to anyone here, but at this point, I'm starting to think that this world is pretty crazy, man, and I don't know what to believe or if I should trust my mind anymore. Wow. That is weird, though. Because...
1: That the dog kind of teleported?
0: Yeah! Yeah, like even the, Imagine the dog like just walks through a portal without realizing, and then he's outside, and he's like, what the fuck? I just went to go get some kibble. What happened? What's going on here? But then someone had commented and said, have you ever read House of Leaves? It's a work of fiction by MZD, and in it he mentions how the main character's pets, cat and dog, go inside of his pitch dark closet and somehow end up on the outside of the house. But it doesn't work the same way when humans enter the closet. It kind of reminds me of what you experienced with your dog.
1: Oh, yeah, that is kind of similar. Right? Maybe the dog went into the closet. Maybe there's the a portal in the, the closet.
0: closet. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't know. It's a, we- it's a really weird story that, I mean, the toad thing didn't w- weird me out, like the yeah. dog situation. So if you guys have any theories, email us at justcoolingthingspodcast at gmail.com. All right, Lily, what's your second story?
1: Okay. My second story is called A, The Conjuring Experience Before It Was Released.
0: Okay, I'm here for it.
1: (laughs) All right, so I'm new here, but after seeing a few posts, I wanted to share a story of mine. I have multiple. I come from a very religious family. My mother is especially religious, but comes from a childhood of turmoil and torment. I am also religious, but not in the same way she is. I think she often uses religion to try to let go of the past that she was forced to live. I also think she carries baggage slash negative spirits with her that have set up camp in our household. I absolutely believe in the spirit world because I have experienced it many times. It was the middle of the school year, and I was around 13 years old. I was laying in my bed texting people on my LG NV3. Ah, do you remember the NV? Yes, of course. I had an NV2. I, oh, my God. Um, before, anyway, sorry. On my <laughs> LG NV3 before I fell asleep uh i decided i would put my phone down and try to get some rest before the next morning at the time i would leave my bedroom door open and turn my mother's bedroom light on i have always been afraid of the dark even now (laughs) same uh my mother and two cats were the only other household members at home at the time and they were all downstairs watching tv shortly after i closed my eyes i heard someone clap twice in my mother's bedroom and i immediately froze in terror Was someone other than my mother and two cats inside the house? I called my mother on her phone uh, so as not to alert the intruder and told her that there was someone else in the house. She said, sweetie, no one is in the house besides us. The alarm is on and has been on for hours. I begged her to come check her room and alleviate my fears, and she finally agreed. She checked everywhere in her room, under the bed, in the closet, in the master bathroom, but she was correct. No one was in the house besides us. From that night forward, I slept with my door closed. Fast forward one year, I am again alone in the bedroom, but this time with the door shut and my lights completely turned off. I, I had overcome my fear of the dark and decided that maybe the clapping I had heard from my mother's room a year ago was just a figment of my imagination. I had moved my twin-sized bed off its frame and onto the floor under the large window in the rear of my room. It was, again, the middle of the school year, and I needed to get my rest for the next morning. As I was attempting to drift off, I heard the same two claps I had heard the year prior. This time, the claps were directly beside my head and on the floor next to me. Oh, God. I did not call for my mother, and I did not move. move. I laid there completely frozen. I don't remember when I finally drifted off or if I was even able to, but I haven't encountered those claps again for the past nine years. The story is completely true, and I have other experiences that I am more than willing to share. The end.
0: That's another noise I feel like we've never talked about, clapping. That's a fucking horrifying sound to hear, besides children's laughter and seeing crawling. Clapping. Yeah. That's... Especially, w- like,
1: a disembodied clapping. Mm-hmm.
0: What is it clapping at? Why is it... A, like, why are you clapping? What are you trying what do to... What did I do
1: so well that you're applauding
0: <laughs> me? But, yeah, seriously, what, that's just such a weird sound. Like, where is it coming from... Why is it there? Why does it seem like this person's the only one that's experiencing this?
1: Yeah, I would feel like I was going crazy. If I was the only one who heard the clapping and everything, I would be like, I'd, I'd, I'd throw the whole house away. Yeah, I'd
0: seriously question everything that I ever thought.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so
0: my next story is, let's see, which one I'm going to do? I'm so indecisive. Like, I think I'm going to do a story and then I don't do it. Okay, you know what? I'll do this one. My dad's haunted house when he was a kid. My grandparents bought a home years ago, and they was—they were told that the man who owned the house before had hung himself in the attic, but that didn't stop them from moving in. Well, my father and his brother shared a room, and the room was a blue room, and it was the same room that the previous owner had lived in. Things seemed okay at first. Then, once they got settled in, my father and his brother would hear the attic door open, and they could hear footsteps coming down the hall. It would stop at their bedroom door and open. It went... It- Well, they both were scared and would hide under their blankets and pretend to be asleep, thinking it was my grandfather trying to scare them. The next morning at breakfast, they asked why my grandfather came into their room last night, and he said he didn't, and it must have just been a dream. Well, it happened again when they went to bed. They heard the attic door open, then footsteps, then the door opened, and they heard footsteps in the room. The ghost had walked to my father's side of the bed, and then walked around to his brother's side of his bed, and then left. The next morning, they got up and asked my grandfather why he kept coming in their room at night, and my grandfather said he didn't do it. Well, my father and his brother decided to take their allowance and buy a little flashlight so they could shine it on him and catch him. <laughs> <laughs> so that night, they put the flashlight on the nightstand between their beds and agreed that he, when he came into the room to get it and shine it on him, they could prove it was him. Well, later that night the same thing happened. Came into the room, my father's brother told my father to grab the flashlight and he said no and hid under the blanket, so my brother grabbed it. Oh, so his brother grabbed it as soon as the ghost got by his bed. Then he went to shine it on him. Something hit his hand and knocked it on the floor, and then they heard a loud thump sound. Then it was gone. When they woke up, they found the flashlight in the middle of the room smashed to pieces. Oh, God. They went to breakfast and were upset that my grandfather had smashed their flashlight and accused him of smashing it. My grandfather didn't take it too too kindly of it and decided that he was going to put a stop to it. So we got some boards and nailed the attic door shut. Later that night, everyone heard a loud bang from the attic door. They got up and smoke started to fill the house. They all made it outside safe and called the fire department. The fire department went inside. They couldn't find anything on fire, but the smoke was too thick to see, so they told my grandfather that they wanted to cut a hole in the roof to see if it would catch fire, and he agreed. They cut a big hole in the roof, and smoke started coming out, yet still no fire. They left and came back a couple days later, and smoke was still coming out of the roof. They eventually decided that they would get their stuff and move.
1: Wow. Evil,
0: evil, evil so evil. I know. Like, I, I, The fact that it wasn't even a fire, just dark smoke coming up, that's just bad omen written all over it, and it's a good thing they got out of there. <laughs> I don't like it. And, and like the fact that it was trying to escape because it was locked from the door. Yeah, it being tried locked by to, the door
1: and being like, you know what, fuck you, you're going to lock me up here, I'm going to set your house on fire. Yeah. But not really on fire,
0: just smoke. Just to fuck with your heads, yeah. Mm-mm. That's a big
1: nope from me. Welcome to Nopesville, Population Us. (laughs) (sighs)
0: Yep, so that's my story.
1: All right. My next story is called Presence at My Grandmother's House. I'll start by saying that my first language is not English, and I'm trying my best. So uh, the point here is that I have lived basically all my life in this house, and almost a year ago, this, quote, presence of a lady who is like a shadow but with masks. It is rare to explain but you see that it was not two dimensional. The time I woke up was about 1230 PM because I was thirsty and I wanted to go to the kitchen for a glass of water. I left my room and usually I do not turn on the lights, but this time I had to, because in that moment I saw a silhouette next to one of the armchairs in the living room. I got scared and that's why I turned on the light, but when they were on, there was nothing. So I let it go and I went to the kitchen for my glass of water and I, When I was going back, I turned off the lights. A couple of weeks passed, and the same thing happened again. Only now, when I came back from the bathroom, I saw her in the hallway that runs through my house to the bedrooms, and I quickly went back into the bathroom and locked myself in. (laughs) I was very afraid, so the first thing I did was call my mom on the phone to tell her to turn the lights on in the hallway so I could come back because I had seen something. Without asking me anything, my mom was waiting for me, And that's when we both went back to our rooms. From that moment, the appearances became more and more frequent to such an extent that I saw her several times a week and ended up getting used to it. In a moment of despair, one of those times I saw her, I shouted, could you leave me alone, please? But I think that only made it worse because after that, the next time I got to see her, she started to move around the house, which she didn't do before. She had just stayed static. Oh, boy. Uh, she had never done anything to me physically, just disturbed me then i'm all, then i 'm already at a point where i don 't know how to react already has already after several months she does not appear, but still after they were more frequent. the appearances lasted for about two months without appearing, and she returned and after that she's uh after her last return, she has no longer come back again, and that 's it. Mm-hmm. So what do you think this was? I think it's a, just a like a residual-type haunting because nothing bad, you know, they said, you know, she, she hasn't hurt the person who wrote this. Yeah. Right? So she hasn't hurt them. She hasn't, you know, like, really fucked anything up big time. She's just hanging out around the house. And when, you know, the author said, hey, could you leave me alone, you know, she got a little pissed. Mm-hmm. Which is, I guess, understandable from a ghost point of view, especially if the ghost doesn't know they're dead.
0: That's true. Like she's probably like, "Why the hell are you in my space?
1: You should be the one getting out." But then that makes me think, like, if it
0: if it were really residual haunting, like this this being wouldn't even acknowledge this person and would just be doing their everyday routine.
1: True. I mean, there must be a spectrum between you know residual and like a poltergeist. You know, where there is someone just. Who maybe doesn't know they're dead and hasn't crossed over yet. So, I agree. you're right because, like, the traditional residual haunting is just like the same thing over and over. Yeah, and it's over like a loop. And, and yeah. Yeah, but it huh. definitely,
0: I mean, so maybe it is intelligent, but like, it's still not, it still hasn't full closure that they've passed on. Maybe there yeah. needs to be like a next step to bring them to the other side yeah i I think
1: i think it's something like that okay
0: so my next story kind of reminds me of what your first story was like about Mm -hmm. the shadow figure um and this one's titled a man kept showing up wherever i went to this yeah this happened back in 2014 for a few weeks or so i don't remember the first time i saw him but he was just ordinary looking about 170 tall with dark hair and always wearing black so i'm assuming 170 means like centimeters, inches? I I don't know. They just said 170 tall, so (laughs) you you guys can figure that out. Uh, I was always wearing black, definitely not someone who would make you look twice. Initially, I would see him at a bus station or walking by the street through my workplace windows, then it got really weird when his face started suddenly coming into my mind, like when you randomly remember a stranger's face you saw somewhere, and a minute later, he would actually show up, whether in a restaurant or at the supermarket or anywhere, really. Time or place didn't matter at all. Some days, I'd even see him three or four times. I live in a big city. It took me two-plus hours just to get to work, so you can't even meet university or work colleagues that often here, even though you have a similar routine. I've always been super calm, so I just thought, okay, this is weird. But never got paranoid, though, especially because he never scared me or anything. Maybe it was a big coincidence, but I've had a bunch of inexplicable stuff happen to me and my family before, so I don't know. It stopped when my grandma, who had beat breast cancer, got it a second time and didn't make it. She got the news one day, and the next she wasn't with us anymore. I still live in the same city, visit the same places, but I never saw him again.
1: Well, I congratulate this person for not getting freaked the fuck out that a shadow figure was following them around. But this is the thing. It wasn't necessarily, like, she didn't
0: describe it as, like, a shadow figure. Like, it actually looked like a person. So immediately, I I thought this was, like, some sort of stalker.
1: Yeah. Either way, not getting freaked out by it. Right? Congratulations. Like, I look at, like, a
0: fly that's walking past, like, flying past, (laughs) and that freaks me out, let alone a human (laughs) being that I'm seeing way too often than I should be. Like, way more than a coincidental, you know, like, wit- yeah. a sighting. But um, it is interesting that it stopped coincidentally after the grandmother had passed away. Maybe he's some sort of guardian of some kind?
1: Maybe. I mean, it could be. Maybe just... Or just a warning. Maybe. Yeah. yeah.
0: Or, or maybe, like, a message. Like, this is something I just thought of right now. Maybe a message saying that... um there's always someone watching you, but in the sense, like, there's always, like, you'll always have a guardian with you, and maybe that's, like, some symbolism, like, getting her ready for when her grandma passed away Mm -hmm. to know that she'll always be with her. I don't know. Just a theory. If you guys have any theories on it, email us at... Podcast at (laughs)
1: gmail.com. All
0: right, Lily, what's your next story? All right, my next
1: story... I literally just almost said my next story is called Grocery List because (laughs) I keep them in my (laughs) notes. Well, what's on your grocery list? We need to know. Let's see. Grocery List, Pasta, Ensure, Turkey Burgers, and Onions. (laughs) (laughs) That
0: is the grossest list ever. (laughs) I don't want to know the combination of all that
1: i think what happened was i had like a whole ass list and i deleted things as i got them and these are the things i didn't uh, go okay i don't like wash down turkey burgers with an unsure every day <laughs> with so, a side <laughs> of onions <laughs> yeah why was i buying onions what did i need onions for what the fuck lily's diet things <laughs> <laughs> all right this one is called my aunt was kind even in death my mom sometimes tells me this story, and she always looks a bit puzzled when she finishes it. Anyways, in 2000, my aunt passed away because of breast cancer. I was three years old at the time, so I don't remember much from this period in time. I do remember, however, that my aunt used to babysit me a lot. Whenever I came to her house, I always played with a teddy bear that belonged to one of my cousins. When my aunt passed away, my mom and I visited the house in order to comfort my aunt's husband and also to make take an inventory of things. Yet uh, we couldn't find, we couldn't find the teddy bear anywhere. My mom and aunt's husband went upstairs for a short period of time while I remained downstairs. This is usually the point where my mom's expression, expression switches, uh, between excitement and confusion. When she came down, she was still waiting on the couch with the teddy. I blah, 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 blah. Okay. Let's try this again. (laughs) When she came down, I was still sitting on the couch, but with the teddy bear on my lap. When she asked me where I got the teddy bear from, because nobody had been able to find it, I simply answered, Auntie gave it to me.
0: The end. Auntie. Auntie gave it to me. Auntie gave it to me. (laughs) Auntie gave it to me.
1: Auntie gave it to me. That's my new answer for whenever I don't want to answer a question. It's just auntie did it, or auntie gave it to auntie me, or gave auntie, auntie it said I
0: should. Just keep telling that to your parents. They're like, okay. All right, Lily. I'll be like, we funny. need to get her out. We need to get yeah. her out more often. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: okay. My next story is titled, In one of my dreams, my girlfriend told me a name, dot, dot, dot. This actually happened two days ago, but just haven't posted about it. My house is not Haunted, and I'm not known to have any connection to the other side, but I'm more prone to experiencing things, as I have my whole life. The current house I'm in has only two encounters, one where my mother and I heard two girls giggle whilst being in completely separate rooms in the house. Nope. The second experience was this. I had a dream that my girlfriend and I were doing something which I had no recollection of. The only thing I remember from the dream is asking her if she heard a noise in the distance. She looked at me and smiled. Don't worry about it. That's just Zoe. Confused, I asked her, who is Zoe? She giggled again and said, don't worry about her. She just follows me wherever I go and watches me.
1: Oh, God.
0: Uh, Okay, bitch. I woke up after that, Um, and later on in the evening, I asked her, hey, does the name Zoe mean anything to you? She just looked at me with a blank expression. Well, when I was young, I had a cat that was named Zoe, but my mother said she ran away one day. Why do you ask? I told her the experience and what she said in the dream. She said that even in the dream, it sounded like an animal and she mentioned that it was always watching and following her. So what do you guys think? I was a little weirded out by why the name stuck with me so much. Why would it be relevant and why now?
1: Mm, that's a good question why now if this has been happening for years maybe Zoe's spirit's trying to stay with her ghost cat
0: okay wait so lily so Mm -hmm. i downloaded bumble and i know it sounds weird i'm not on the dating part of bumble it's a section called bumble bff and like you can connect with like local girls that like are on bumble and like people that like maybe just like want to make new friends or, like, for different experiences, things like that. And I was like, you know what? I'm fucking bored during quarantine. I was like, I'm going to download Bumble BFF, you know? Yeah. So I was, like, going through, and I was swiping, 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 you know? a lot. Of, and then, like, it's weird because, like, sometimes, like, uh, mostly it's girls that use this. Um, mm-hmm. But then there are some guys like, yeah, I just want a friendship. It's like, oh, get the fuck out of here. Um, but, yeah, so this girl, I just literally, before we started recording, I was, like, swiping, swiping, swiping. And this girl popped up, and she posted a picture with her and her cat. And tell me that doesn't look like Pepper. That looks
1: so much like Pepper.
0: I was like, like, I mean, I've never seen another cat look so much like Pepper before. I had to screenshot it. I didn't swipe on her because, like, we didn't have the same interest. But I was like, damn. (laughs) I was like, it just, like, reminded me, like, it literally felt like a sign for me that, like, Pepper was, like, here with me. It was, like, the most relaxing thing. So maybe this was kind of a way for the cat to connect to his girlfriend to be like, oh, I'm still with you and, like, tell her the name Zoe and maybe there's some symbolism to her. Maybe she'll remember me.
1: I love
0: that. Yeah. That's so sweet. I love animal stories. I hate them because I hate the concept that, like,
1: animals die, but, yeah. Exactly. I have a love-hate relationship with them. I like them also when the animals die natural deaths, not tragic deaths. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'd rather them
0: die naturally than anything else, you know?
1: Yeah. It's like dog movies. Every dog movie's every dog movie every dog movie a dog dies in the end
0: it's horrible that and
1: horses like horse movies for Uh, some reason i refuse to watch marley
0: and me because i know what's gonna happen in the end and like why would i put myself through that trauma you know what i mean
1: when my dog died when one of my dogs died when i was in seventh grade my mom that day had to show she had been showing marley and me to her Uh. class And the day our dog died, she had to show them the ending.
0: Poor Amy. Your mom was probably a wreck.
1: She was such a mess. She was crying. She's like, (laughs) so? Oh my god. I'll never forget (gasps) it. Oh, poor Amy. She's like, I'm sorry my dog died this morning, but I had to show you the video, anyways.
0: Damn curriculum. (laughs) Fucking school systems.
1: All
0: right. What's your last story?
1: My last story is called Three Things That Happened in My Old House. Hi, I'm Eve, and I have had a few paranormal experiences living in my old house. We recently moved out, and nothing has happened since. I will try not to make this too long, but a lot has happened. And it's really not that long of a story compared to some of the other ones we've had. As a kid, I lived on the same street, and I had always had a fear of the house at the end of the road. I could never explain why I just did. A few years later, we ended up moving into the house and I we ended up moving into the house and I was always on edge. My family said it was all in my head and no one ever believed me. It started with small things like lights turning on and off, cupboards slamming and footsteps. But this happened almost every day for a year before I heard a little girl laughing and playing with my younger sister's toys. If I met, had mentioned her to anyone, something bad would happen, like like it was her way of getting back at me. My phone would break and I would lose important things. This was all that happened for the first three years before 2020. At the start of the year, I said as a joke for all the negative energy to get the fuck out of here, and I think I jinxed myself. (laughs) Things started getting worse and the little girl would smash glasses and bowls until I started hearing her cry upstairs in the bathroom. It was as if she was scared of something else in the house. I will refer to the thing as the black man. The black man started watching over my parents' bed, and my baby brother could sense it, too. My mom, uh, my mom would wake up to the man standing over her, and she, would ha- and she would have had to hold on to my dad to make it laugh before it could disappear. It was like a sarcastic laugh from what she says, and do- she doesn't believe in any sort of thing, but after that, she did. I was trying to get rid of it because the other things in the house were, were even scared of the black man. The last thing that happened to me was the scariest part of living there for me, and it happened recently, just a few nights before I moved away. It was 3 a.m., stereotypical I know, but I was alone downstairs because I didn't have a bed in the house anymore. I went to get cereal because I had gotten hungry, and I have no self-control, and I wish I did. (laughs) Same. (laughs) Um, I walked into the kitchen, and we had two glass doors on the other side of the room. I turned on the light uh, before going in because I'm a pussy. <laughs> I like this person. Um, <laughs> me too. I looked around in frozen fear when I saw a long, pale thing watching me from the door. I lost feeling in my legs and was paralyzed in the corner of the room while this thing stared at me with a grin on its face. I tried to move again, telling myself I'm seeing things and forced myself to get the cereal and run back to the living room where I stayed the rest of the night with the lights on watching TV because I was too scared to sleep. I haven't seen anything paranormal since, and I hope it was just that house. Writing this again is giving me the chills, and I hope you enjoyed. The end. Ooh. So, yeah, I think that house is definitely
0: haunted. Thousand percent. And what are the odds that this person sensed the darkness of that house before actually moving into it one day? It was kind of like a sign, like, don't move in here. And the laughing, mm. Mm
1: Mm-mm, fuck no. Mm Mm-mm,
0: I don't like that
1: at all. Creepy don't
0: like it. So, after that dark note, this one is a little more lighthearted for us to end on. And this is titled, The Most Beautiful Paranormal Experience I Have Ever Had. Ooh, I'm ready. I have never been a firm believer in the paranormal. I understand the love towards it and firmly respect that. "'This is a rather odd paranormal story "'since it has many factors behind it. "'I can tell it is one that I'd rather never never be explained to me, "'scientifically, that is, "'since it's something that would break my heart. "'It happened around ninth grade. "'I was just a teenager and missed exam season. "'My school was rather a small one, "'and it was one of those places where it was a bit strict. "'I don't mind it much, or I didn't mind it much, "'since all I had to do was get a passing grade, "'which was never difficult for me, "'although it was a hard time for me that year "'due to some family issues.' In all of that, my family is a rather long-lived and big kind of family. We are all pretty connected. In all, of this there was my great-grandfather. Still alive, he was rather a strong one. All in all, after my great-grandmother passed away when I was seven, he still lived eight more years after that. It was amazing considering how old he had gotten. He was a kind one. Never, saw, never ever saw him get angry one bit at anything. He always had change for, He always had change for us great-grandkids and gives us a coin or two. "'Although I wish I was more grown up back then and spent more time with him, "'I was a kid and I'd rather go outside and play with my toys. "'I still loved him. "'News came around exam season. "'He was pretty sick and it was rather obvious he wasn't going to make it. "'All my family members were visiting him. "'Around this time I lived quite far away from him "'and we could only have gotten there by car. "'I asked to please at least let me skip a day of exam season "'so I could at least visit him in his final moments.' I was worried I might not have to get the chance to say goodbye to him, yet my parents told me to finish the exams and that everything would be all right. Of course, I didn't believe that, but I couldn't go on my own. I was 15, buses there cost a fair bit, and I barely had any pocket money. Even then, when I asked to go, my father visited by himself. At this point, I was getting kind of angry. For me, it was a mere exam I could retake, and they didn't let me at least go there to say goodbye to him. All in all, everyone on my father's side got to see him and at least talk to him before he actually died. I was just out of exam season and they let me go see him. Sadly, he had already passed away. I was told I wanted to at least—I to- was told if I wanted to at least see him in his bed, which infuriated me to the point to where I didn't even want to talk to my parents. They didn't listen to me. They didn't even want me to see him, which I know they could have done a long time ago just for some stupid exams. In the end, I went in the room and just saw him laying there. The room was as cold as a freezer and a rush of emotions came over me. On the ride back home, my parents stopped to get some food and I just stayed in the car and cried my heart out. It was an emotional pain, yeah, I feel I feel for this person. It was an emotional pain that felt as if my chest was being crushed by a whole car. Nevertheless, crying in the car helped me sleep fast. At that point, I was already beyond livid and angry towards my parents. Sat into a physically hurting mental pain And I just wanted to go to sleep I feel this kid's frustration Like all he wanted I to do too. Was seeing his great grandparents And the parents were being so stubborn And the dad was able to say goodbye to him So That's kind
1: of fucked up Yeah,
0: I agree Like Exams can wait, okay Loved ones can <laughs> yeah. Alright, so when I closed my eyes there was a, It was a blank room And a man sitting down in a wooden chair In the center of the room And I instinctively knew it was him My grandfather, who I saw in the afternoon Already dead he looks much younger than how I ever remembered him or ever saw him, so this isn't his dream. The thing is, this is the only dream I remember vividly enough to know what actually happened, and at the same time I don't remember the details. In the dream I took a seat on another wooden chair across his and we started to talk. I remember telling him sorry for not visiting and other things among these lines. The conversation didn't die out there. This is the part of the dream I always get dizzy somehow. He talked about his life, how he wanted to go see us grow, and an avalanche of other things. Meanwhile, I talked to him about the future and other things as well. Time in the white room felt to be almost infinite. We talked for way longer than that. I can't remember all the details, but I can remember feeling happy, crying, feeling depressed, saddened, nostalgic, and many more emotions at the same time while trying to remember the dream. Then, as if it was time to say goodbye, instinctively hugged him and woke up. Every single emotion I felt the day before went away, as if I spent a huge amount of years just trying to grieve. I forgave my parents. I felt like he told me not to hold grudges against them, and I do feel it was a thing he would say. He was a very kind man. At the funeral, I didn't even cry. I felt that I had told him everything I had to tell him and more. At the end of the funeral, I spent time talking to my grandmother. His father just passed away after all. She was talking stories about him and things about her childhood, how he raised her, how his life was. Then I received the first deja vu I've had in a long time. I've only experienced deja vu three times in my entire life. I remembered and remember being told most of what my grandmother was talking about him. Even though I was his great-grandkid, I didn't really know much about him, but I knew the stories he told me when I was a kid. It's as if I remember them in the back of my head, but unless I can't recall them much, even now, just telling them a story about him, I vaguely, I, I get vaguely how the story goes, and the more they tell me, the more I remember, but unless they try to tell it, I won't remember otherwise. But everything my grandma was talking about, I remember as if I was being told by him. Even I remember the side of my great grandfather more than hers. He told me how he felt those times, even about times before my grandmother existed. I only had her stories that she was telling as evidence, stories I never explicitly told. I was never explicitly told. That is the only evidence I have that when I saw in my dream, wasn't in my mind trying to calm me down. And even if I don't believe much, it is the only time in my life I hope it wasn't a figment of my imagination. I miss him. Aww, so that's I d- sweet. I definitely think that this was the uh, great-grandfather coming through because he's remembering yeah. things that he wasn't around for, he wasn't alive for. So when stories are being brought back up to him and he's like, whoa, deja vu, like how do I... Like, I kind of am starting to remember these stories and these are stories that the grandfather or great grandfather was telling him in his dream. So
1: I think that's sweet. Yeah. I think it's really I think it's also an interesting kind of change in what you usually hear from people who have an experience with someone after they pass away, because it's usually just them saying, Oh, I'm okay now, I need to rest, or oh I forgive you. But this was like a full on
0: like hangout sesh with yeah. his great grandfather. This was definitely like an Oprah interview style, like one on <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 60 minutes. Yeah, but I and I think that that's exactly what he needed, and it was the closure yeah. he needed. So when he got to the funeral, he didn't shed a tear because it was like all of that was already kind of taken off Taking his chest. Care of, yeah. yeah, I think that's the best way to feel, honestly. If you're, I mean, no matter what, you're gonna feel shitty and you're gonna be upset but to kind of have like that relief, that closure to know that you've said everything you wanted to say, and you know that they've heard it. I think that's the best feeling in the world.
1: I think so too.
0: All right. So that concludes this episode of just goalie things, the quarantine spooky story special episode 52. Thank you. Boo. Thanks for listening. Uh, Lily, do you have anything to close off with before we get into the socials? Uh, we love you. Boo. We do. We in fact do very much. So, um, if you love us that much, um, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, rate <laughs> us five stars, review us. The more rates and reviews, the higher up the charts we go. Um, and if you're not listening on Apple Podcasts, no big deal. Just screenshot this episode or one of your favorite episodes and post it all over. So, ready for the social medias?
1: Born ready. All
0: right. Follow us on Instagram at... Just Cooling Things Podcast. Follow our personal Instagrams at Rebecca Ruber and... At LilyBaldiseri. Twitter. JGT Podcast. Facebook Like Page. Just Gooley Things Podcast. Facebook Private Group. Just Gooley Things Podcast Group. Donate to our Patreon. Just Gooley Things Podcast. And if you or someone you know has a paranormal experience they'd like to share in our show, feel free to email us at justgooleythingspodcast
1: at gmail.com.
0: Thank you so much for listening, Boo Thangs, and we will talk to Boo tomorrow.
1: Goodbye. Goodbye.